you know, need to play for fun. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. My name is Michelle or Matrarch or M or whatever you'd like to call me, and I bullied Kenny out of his chair this week. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to the panel. Welcoming back to the panel this week, I have L. Say um, hi. <laughs> I'm Michelle. Hi. And also returning, because I don't think you're on. Wait, were you on last week? Yes, you were on last week, weren't you? I've already forgotten. Uh, that would be Kushmoose, a.k.a. No. Nate. You weren't. Uh, I was inserted into you the episode. You were inserted. Yes. 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 You, you talked but about stuff you'll repeat later this episode. Probably. Yeah, we'll just use the same clip. Yeah, that's fine. I it was totally effective. It, so might as well. <laughs> and finally, we also have another panelist returning from last week, but not the one you might expect, and that we are once again joined by Vulgar Latin, also known as Devin. So welcome once again. You can't get rid of me this easily. Uh, we didn't I changed that really password. What? Wait, did you, hard. are you still on the call from last week? I never left. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> So we're going to get started right off with what we played this week. And um, looking down at the rundown document, L, you're going to monopolize the conversation. So let's let you handle that first. So what have you been working on? Hmm. Monopoly, hey? That sounds like a board game. We don't do that here. We play video games. There's a Monopoly video game. I completed it. Oh, yeah? Which one? Both. There a couple? Yeah. There's Deal and there's something else. Plus? What games did you play? <laughs> so level 94 is off like to a this, great uh, start. Yeah. Three minutes into recording. And, uh, I don't have like not this kind of pressure. Game. Go ahead. Just read what you wrote. It'll, it'll take very little time. <laughs> Quick and easy game that L is going to discuss. All right. So I, had some, I haven't been on in two weeks. So a lot of this is going to be uh, the easy games that I usually start the month off with that show up on my RTDL. Uh, the first one was a lovely game called Foxyland. I liked that one. Yeah. Okay. It's a little. It's a cute little platformer. It is a cute little platformer. Um, I actually played this one with my son, and we took turns with the controller. So yes, he played for me. It's my son achievement factory, my own SAF. And uh, this one was pretty easy. I think it took up less than an hour. And was your you RTDL think? achievement in this one something toward the beginning, or was it toward the end? So it was worth. I mean, it's under a one-hour completion. It's so. probably. It's honestly, I didn't usually don't look. So it was a one point zero something for okay. be the first achievement or the last one. And you kept playing. playing. You kept playing, right? Well, that that was the next question. I was going <laughs> to. Do you think I kept playing? No. Yes. No. Yes. I, I got to buck trends. We got to balance it out. Well, what did you say? I said yes. Okay. Uh, I kept playing for one more level, and that was it. Technically correct. The best <laughs> kind of correct. But that was it. The game, it, I didn't really enjoy it too much. But moving on, next game I played was Mechabolt, which was more puzzly, and you got to shoot a gun. Slightly more violent than Foxyland. Um, and 
that one got to completion in about 30 minutes. Did you keep did you keep playing on that one? Did I keep playing? Yeah. I, I, I played, mentioned it I've in the Discord. So ah. that one is yes, I kept playing. I played the entire game. Because I oh, really nice. enjoyed it. And it was oh. another 30 minutes. Okay. And um the ending was very disappointing. I posted the entire ending in Discord. It basically gave one screen and said you've done it, and then it says the end. And I was it's like very those old NES era endings. Like you'd play something was... like Ikari Warriors for like hours <laughs> and hours and hours and just die over and over again to get you know, thank you, you saved the president. Congratulations. Uh well, did you finish it? <laughs> did you finish it in under thirty minutes or over thirty minutes? Because the ending is different. Ah, uh, oh no! I'm gonna start over. Like a bolt wears less clothing in yes, the better ending. Exactly. <laughs> if you put in uh, Justin <laughs> Bailey, she's got pink overalls. If you do it, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that one I enjoyed. Um, then. I played Super Box D-Make. So this was interesting. Um, it reminded me, there's this, in, in Chronos Arc, uh, Michelle will know what I'm talking about. There's these random parts where you have to push boxes on top of switches. Mm-hmm. That is the entire game. So are there any other games like that or other mini games like that in other games? I feel like. Where you gotta push, yeah. We gotta like push boxes on the specific stuff. I mean, sometimes Zelda has little things like that where you have to hit, hold a switch down with with something. But this was the entirety of the game. There is a whole Uh, series of I don't want to say series, but yeah, it it, like Sudoku is you know a number matching game. There's also a box pushing genre. I believe it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. The um the game I most associate with that kind of gameplay is an NES game called The Adventures of Lolo. And the whole yep. point oh. of that game was pushing boxes onto uh, switches or pushing boxes into holes. And there was one way to solve it. And as you went through the game, you were solving the different floors to climb up a tower and uh, rescue the girl or whatever. But um, yeah, that that's that game. That was the whole gameplay. It wasn't a mini game or anything else. That was it. And you see it to some degree uh, in a game like uh, Samsara, not Samsara, I'm sorry, um, Fearful Prince. Uh uh, Fearful Symmetry and the Cursed Prince. I'll get it right eventually. But it has some similar pl- gameplay elements to that. There was that game Milo's Quest, which was another easy one where you play as a dog. And I believe in that one, you also had to move boxes around. They all kind of blur together after a while, but it was not super box. But they all have to have oh, yeah. quest in yeah. the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have a question, actually, now that you've spoken about Foxyland, Mechabolt, and Super Box D make a little bit. Uh, I know that that's your RTDL thing. Like you put easy games on there to kind of clear them from your backlog. But have any of those games actually made an impression on you? Like, have you? I know you said you liked Mecha Bolt, you didn't like Foxyland, but of all these games over however long you've been doing that, is there any one where you'd go? You know, I'm glad I spent that half hour with that game because that actually was legitimately a good experience I took away from it. Mecha Bolt. <laughs> um, <laughs> recency bias. Oh, uh, recency bias. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are just so poorly titled that you say, "Wait, did I play this one?" And then you mm-hmm. go back and say, "Yeah, maybe I did." Yeah, the ones that are done in like nine or ten minutes, you might not remember, but I remember these ones and uh, bring up my big sister quite often. Some, and I agree with Elroy in the sense that I do get. There is a little nostalgia kick from playing these type of games 
it's similar to the games you would uh, or I have grown up playing. So, all right. Yeah, I I don't like all of them, but well, I don't usually regret the time investment in these ones. Because also, these are for the most part, these aren't games that are already on your tag, right? So the whole point is to start and finish them as they show up. That is correct. Rattleleka is nice enough to uh, provide us with with games, and I, so I try to talk about a few of them each month and hope that some people buy them. And did you play? Um, I, I know I got you kind of uh, off the track there. Is there anything else you wanted to speak about? I wanted to finish with my super box land okay. talk. I wanted to say I played this one legit, and it's a puzzle game, so I'm sure a lot of people just went right to the old YouTubes and and got it done. Um, looks like there's a written walkthrough as well on TA. Um, I I was playing this while um, while we were watching uh, AEW on Wednesday, so during the commercials and downtime, I would be, do a level here and there. So it actually wound up taking closer to two hours. Um, I got stuck on level 35, and then I went to go look, and it looks like a lot of people got stuck on that level. Mm-hmm. And it looked like uh, Bills had a video walkthrough, but I went with the um, with the written TA walkthrough, and it's really good. There's maps and there's written uh, instructions on what to do. So as Kush has alluded to before, like once the walkthrough was up, that was it. <laughs> you can't crack it once you crack it. So there was only four more. Uh, Five more levels to beat the game, uh, complete 40 levels to, to get the completion, actually. there's uh, The game is far from over. I believe it said I was 40% through the game, so I guess there's 100 levels. So um, I will stop you now. I did not play any further. <laughs> <laughs> While you were talking, I Googled it, and uh, it's called Sokoban. I'm sure I'm murdering the pronunciation. No, that um, looks right or sounds yeah. right. But it was a game series, and I think it—I think it's a term that applies to this type of puzzle, uh, box moving puzzle. So it, it apparently translates to warehouse manager. I think. Oh, so wow, huh. okay, yeah. Well, we learned something today. That was the trivia for today. I didn't prepare anything for later. <laughs> Damn it! I would have so none of us got it one. right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Kenny to give you a half point for your efforts. All right, so another rattle like a game I've been playing is called Access Denied. It's a puzzle game. I've been playing it with my wife, and we've been playing it legit. And unfortunately, uh, we got stuck on a puzzle. I don't remember what puzzle number it was, but it was about two-thirds through the game. I want to say like 23 or so out of... Uh, okay, it looks like achievement's 36. So 23 out of 36, so somewhere over there. Uh, you can skip levels, so I skipped it and... Um, plan to come back to it. Um, but the achievement I needed for RTDL was to do a level that you've already done another time, which is just silly. But it's Radalika, so you get the you know the same ADG for completing the first level twice that you do for completing all the levels. But that's how it goes. Yeah, to um, go back to a point you made earlier, when sometimes they kind of blend together. I I do not have the vast uh, gameplay background with Radalika games that a lot of folks in our community do. And I frequently forget which ones I've played, but Access Denied is definitely one that stuck out to me. I actually really enjoyed those puzzles, but I recall there was one that was just super obtuse. Like I looked at a guide and still, even after looking at the guide, didn't understand why that was the correct answer. But the game was memorable. I I enjoyed it. I wonder if it was the same level. 
It's possible, but I couldn't tell you which level it was. Yeah, there were a couple when I went through. Uh, I totally hit the guide uh, once I once I cracked it. You know, I, that was it. Um, yeah, there was something that just didn't make any sense. I really wish the walkthrough would have said why you're doing what you're doing. Like that's one of the things that, I, that bugs me about walkthroughs. Well, that's my contention with puzzle games, especially, but to a lesser extent, all games. Puzzle games tend to be foundational, so you have to play the earlier levels to understand the logic behind why things work in later levels. So if you're using a guide throughout, you never really understand the basics of how the puzzles work or the mechanics work. So you kind of rob yourself entirely of the experience of getting through the game and figuring out those elements on your own. But I don't think that applies to Access Denied, because each puzzle is unique to its own um, setup. Access Denied was one I played too. It was one that I, I actually thought, like, you know, it was a cool enough premise that I actually wanted to see someone just a little bit better do it or refine the idea, I guess, or them go back to the drawing board. Like, if they made an Access Denied too, I'd be totally all in on it. Yeah, I would play that but, for sure. But now it just you, needed more time in the oven. When you say you wanted someone, uh, you wanted to see someone do it better, does that mean you watched the, the video guy and watched them do it? Uh, no, I, what I mean is oh. just like the game itself. <laughs> yeah. I wanted oh. to see someone like, oh. you know, if you ever played a game and you're just like, there's something to this. The premise like, is good, but someone could this, really nail this it. Could, this could, it, I mean, right now in its present state, it's not ideal, but man, this is a great thing that someone else could take and, and do and make a better thing out of man that was that was so descriptive <laughs> that happens I, with some I of the Radalika games that's same thing with my big sister it's the kind of the game was fine as it was but i wish it wasn't just like a one person development team that actually had a bigger development team that could develop more gameplay into it and give it kind of that room to breathe but most Radalika games i think are cell phone games initially or very very small budgeted games that they choose to port so that's why they're all kind of similar in that way that they're short and there's just not a lot of content to that sure uh makes and yeah you can see the in the credits too if you ever get to the end of them but they're (laughs) (laughs) one to two dudes right all right so i hopefully get to report back that i completed that next time and it looks like once you finish the last level that's a and a completion so you don't have to worry about playing on Mm -hmm. so that's lovely uh last uh, quote-unquote easy game I want to talk about is not a Red Alaka game. It is a beloved ACA game, King of Fighters 2001. Um, don't ask me what differentiates this one from the other years, but... I, I was just about to. Since you're such a big King of Fighters stan, I was... I, I, I thought you were going to ask me something else. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. If you the... have to play the first 2,000 of them to get the story <laughs> of, of, of this one. No, that's, that's what I thought year. you were going to ask I, me. I, I don't know what you're referring to at all. <laughs> you, would, <laughs> you would never ask something like that? No. Okay. Not twice in a row. Well, you don't. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, if you pick the character Hydern and basically do a jumping kick and with B, and then you follow with a sweep, which is down in B, you will generally knock them down 90% of the time. And the trick is to pick, when you pick your team, you move your other three teammates to strikers. But what that does is make you only play with Hydern, and after you win uh, your round, you will start the next round with your health back. So it's basically a cakewalk. So I, once I figured this knowledge out, I got it done in around 25-30 minutes. Nice. So this game, 
the achievement for 500,000 points and the high score for 300,000 points are actually rare achievements. So there are people that, I guess, struggle with this type of game a little bit. Those King of Fighter games are a mixed bag, though. I, I've completed some, and there's some that I've left half-finished, because they're, they're all over the board. I, I get it. It's very I, interesting. I tried one, and I couldn't even tell you, honestly, if it was a King of Fighters or a Samurai Showdown or something. It was an ACA game, and it was well before they had released all of them. And whatever the trick to that particular one was, it was it involved connecting a second controller and having a second player, and I could not figure out how to have a second player in the game at all. Tried different controllers, different configurations. After a half hour into a game that was supposed to take me a half hour to complete without even getting it started, I, I just gave up. So that's I don't have common, much experience uh, with them, unfortunately. That's a common solution for some of them, but I've never done that either. I've never gotten that to work. Um, but it's good to know in this one you can do it. It's usually the mode the score mode where you can put a second player in anyway. And in the regular score mode, you can save and basically save any time and go back if you mess up. So it's really not a big deal. Okay. All right. So that uh, wrap up I, your two um, weeks or more or less. I played some uh, streets of rage four with Mr. Volger, but I'll, I'll oh. let him, I will let him talk about this lovely game. That's a Austria. new game and not an easy yeah. one. A game that came out in 2020. 2020. After however many long years, I think I, yeah, like uh, over 20 long years, I played Streets of Rage 3 as a, as a child. We finally get Streets of Rage 4, and it is it is awesome. Uh, as someone who has just a lot of nostalgia for the Streets of Rage franchise, and 2 especially, uh, the, the care that they put into it, it plays very much just like a very... Uh, upscaled version of the original streets of rage um you can unlock the classic characters which is awesome um but basically streets of rage it's a beat-em-up you uh want to violently stop crime by pummeling it in the face uh, <laughs> that's what cops do mm -hmm, it's yeah. not police brutality if if the cops are also in on it i guess because you also fight cops uh and uh, yeah you get there's four different characters you can play online co-op uh, with L, and you can also, if you turn off a mode, uh, throw your online co-op partner, which is hilarious every single time you do it, uh, but not productive. So, so don't do that. But if you're playing with L, <laughs> throw L because it never stops being funny. I have an so important that's question. Why you want friendly? Though. So you guys obviously are playing over Xbox Live, which is great because we know a lot of these new releases seem to not. Uh, do xbox live functionality but how is it in terms of achievements is it host only is it you know both people are getting achievements a little column a, a little column b it's it's weird so um you don't get any of the achievements for beating the game in co-op you have to or, so like to beat the game you just have to play all the levels as the same character but not even first player gets it you just have to do it by yourself which is just bizarre I don't understand why it's uh, built hmm. that way. There were some times when I would do something and both of us would get it. Like you have to drop a chandelier on a dude and totally did it. Worked for both of us. We both got uh, that done. Um, and then there was others where we didn't. Um, so it works out pretty, pretty weird. I'll probably have to play through a lot of it by myself, unfortunately. That's my biggest drawback to the game is that the achievements don't work as a co-op, you know, because... 
yeah, I'd play through again on hard mode, but you have to play through by yourself in hard mode and to get the achievements. So there's no point in the two of us playing together mm-hmm. on it. Especially um, if you have the ability to throw each other off a roof uh, enabled. You can turn that off. You okay. can turn that off. There's an achievement to do so, though. So I would recommend just starting it up, punching each other in the face, and then restarting it with that, that <laughs> off. Uh, you get your 15 points. Uh, just write that away. That's a uh, 1.74 ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Which Not leads me of- to my next point. Uh, is that 43,000 people have played this already? Yeah. That's Power the other Game Pass. Yeah. I, that has to be the reason. Uh, I, unless there's just a lot of people who had Streets of Rage collection from when it was Games with Gold and were like, I want some more of that. Well, the game is 25 or $30, right? It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. 25 It's expensive for a digital game. So. 43,000 people starting it is is totally just there's nostalgia and there's Game Pass. You're already paying for it. And it's it's a gorgeous game. It's all um it's all hand drawn. It's it's beautiful. I, I I am I am a massive fan of it. I will probably never get the full completion uh, cuz you have to get all uh, you have to get ranks <laughs> on it uh, on hard mode. L. Yeah. Well, and you have to get an S rank and I haven't gotten an S rank at all. Uh, so, so you can do that one in co-op though, so that's the good thing. And I guess oh, okay. once videos start coming out or tips, basically you have to get a good score, and that involves not dying. And when there's a boss, you have to kill all the other people first before killing the boss. Stuff like that. And and there's combos in the game, so you have to get really good combos, and then you get your score up to get those S ranks. That's the hard one. Yeah, that's. And then you also have to unlock all the originals because they have you can play as all the Streets of Rage one characters. And when I say that, I mean it. That's pretty much the sprites from Streets of Rage. They look mm-hmm. exactly as out of place as you think they would. <laughs> and they don't have specials either because Streets of Rage one didn't have special moves, yeah. so <laughs> they don't play that way. Uh, so you have to beat the game as a Streets of Rage one character, and you'd think like, oh, well, Axel was in all the games. Does that count? No, he's a Streets of Rage 4 <laughs> character. You have to play as the Streets of Rage 1 Axel. Don't be silly. What? So, yeah, it's... it's so it's, how many playthroughs of the game do you estimate it would take to complete it? Oh, gosh. Let's say... Uh, so you have to complete it as all two, five three, base four, characters. Five, six, so seven, that's five eight. right off the bat. You have to beat as every single... Like, Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. So that's another however many yeah that's also assuming that you're really good so assuming you're really good you could probably do it in eight if you could beat the game in hard (laughs) and get all s ranks in hard um you could probably do that but you're looking at eight uh minimum plus that's not all you also have to get a lifetime score of five million points which i've played for one full playthrough and like a playthrough and a half and I'm at not even a million. I think I'm at like 400,000 or so. Wow. So, um, you know, you're really, you're, you're doing it for the love. If you want the completion in Streets of Rage 4, by Let's the end of it, you it, will be Devin. good. Do. <laughs> well, are we going to Thelma and Louise? They're just going to hold our hands as we dive off that cliff. <laughs> Man, you just love spoiling old movies. God. Oh, um, spoilers no. <laughs> for all of you who've never seen Thelma and Louise. So the S-Rank achievement has 312 people unlocked. 
And the 5 million one has 204. So there are people that did the whole S rank thing and didn't even get their 5 million, 100 people. It's well, crazy. they got to grind Just that get out. get it done. <laughs> you did the hard part. Something that's nice is that even though it hasn't been completely tagged, so the achievements don't have flags yet, um, every just about every achievement has a solution. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you my experience real quick. So it was nice playing co-op with Devin because we're both uh, fans of the original three games. So every time there was an enemy from the old game, we were like, oh, it's that guy, it's that girl, it's that dude. So uh, I know I get this term wrong all the time, too. But, uh, Kenny, it's definitely fan service when they do that, right? <laughs> and also, there's ways that you can unlock uh, hidden retro levels, and those are really cool, too. So you can actually, like, for the points, uh, and I, I don't, is it a spoiler? Whatever. It's If you hit a ta- an arcade cabinet with a taser, there's places <laughs> you can do it. Uh, nah, you can actually go back and play uh, the, some of the stuff from the past. So... Um, a lot of it's streets. Actually, I think it's all streets of rage too, which makes sense because that's the best one. Uh, fight me! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't at me. There is no secret cow level. No, there is not. But you can fight um, a Braxis. <laughs> that was his name, Abacab. I, the, yeah, the wrestler so, dude. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so to finish up, um, it's really enjoyable, but it was disappointing that. So I was the host when we played, and he didn't have any of the progress in his uh, single player. So he couldn't do a stage select. He couldn't like, pick up where we left off, but I was able to, to do that. So that's a little unfortunate. The achievements is the main one for me, though. That's just really bummed me out. That looked like a host thing where whenever you did something, I usually got it. When I did something, you didn't always get it. But it was yeah. nothing, nothing hard. No, and I got... I'm at like 20 out of, I believe, 39, and it's been a really great experience. So, I mean, if you care about your completion percent but aren't a completionist, like, uh, I don't know, like I am, uh, you can get most of them yeah. without much difficulty uh, at all. And I will you... point out quickly that it, it is Play Anywhere for some reason. That's, That's awesome. also true. It's on PC Game Pass, too, yeah. Go ahead, Would... Michelle. Would you recommend this game to someone that does not have the nostalgia for Streets of Rage that you guys do? What I would say is, if you are a fan of beat-em-ups, um, like the 2D beat-em-ups, so it doesn't matter which ones, so it could be like Captain Commando, they did a Capcom beat-em-up collection, and if that is your jam, but somehow you never played Streets of Rage, um, definitely play it. Mm-hmm. If you've played a 2D beat-em-up, and you just don't get it and you're like i don't understand i'm just beating up the same dudes over and over again what's the big deal there's nothing the streets of rage 4 does that really makes it so that like even fans who uh, even people who don't like beat-em-ups would like it it's a it's a quintessential beat-em-up so if you don't mm-hmm. like beat-em-ups you're probably not gonna like this one because it's nothing it didn't reinvent the wheel it's still a 2d beat-em-up fair enough uh, i don't know if you agree l or not yeah, I do. I mean, if you're younger and you've only played like Castle Crashers and stuff like that, you should definitely try it. But nostalgia definitely played a part in it for me. For sure. Yeah, for me as well. It's because I grew up with Streets of Rage 2 and, and 1 and to a lesser extent 3. Um, but, but, but one thing, <laughs> playing, unlocking those old characters and playing with those makes you realize how far we've come and how beautiful the new sprites look and, and stuff like that. Um, it's always been about the music for me, though, and the soundtrack, 
I can't quite judge because we were in, in party and chatting and all that stuff. But I believe it, you know, it's standard techno fare. Did did you get to play a game this week where you weren't carrying L? <laughs> uh, I played plenty, but I also played uh, Star Wars The Fallen Order, which I mentioned that I had started in the last one. And um, my opinion has changed a little bit on mm-hmm. The Fallen Order. Uh, I think that the Jedi, his name is Cal. Uh, you play as Cal, and he is the worst Jedi in the history of the Jedi Order. <laughs> he gets wrecked by literally every animal in all of the planets ever. Things I've been wrecked fo- by so far. Giant spider. Giant goat. Giant rat. <laughs> dude with giant gun. Uh, it's very Dark Souls uh, combat, I guess. But in Dark Souls, there's other weapons and okay he has a lightsaber and i've watched those movies a couple times people don't just get hit with a lightsaber repeatedly and continue to fight when a guy gets hit by a lightsaber his arm ends up on the ground and it's a little weird for me to just start waylaying a dude with a lightsaber and he's just like tanking the hit which is weird and I also don't like that he keeps remembering. Cause, so the idea is that he's, I think he's just not a Jedi anymore, or like he got trained to be a Jedi and he just plum forgot how to do all of it. So like I had to go through a whole temple and then he was like, oh yeah, that's how I did that push. I took a whole class in that one time, which means to me that force powers are a lot like my high school classes where I'm like, oh yeah, I totally know how to balance a checkbook. I took a class in that one time. It, it, it's it's very bizarre. I, oof. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, they might explain that if you keep going. Well, uh. I, I'm going to keep going. At this point, me and Star Wars The Fallen Order, we're, it's going down. I'm doing it. I'm completing it. I'm motivated. But it, it's more from just an anger standpoint. Uh, so I'm playing it in a very Sith way. Uh, <laughs> a question question for you, Nate, though, because you played the game and oh, yeah. I think it's safe to say you enjoyed it quite I, a bit. Yeah, I loved it. Did you identify in any of this sort of stuff with the main character that I it's mean, a little strange that he does? Like, because I, I haven't played it yet. So in terms of the framing, did that sort of stuff also uh, occur to you or was that not your experience with it? Well, I, too, am the worst Jedi um, so for me, <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, any of these games where you've got a set of powers and you start off with them and you have to regain them, there's, there's always going to be some sort of MacGuffin, right? That, that causes <laughs> that to happen. Like, oh no, I got hit with a gamma ray or, you know, <laughs> I bumped my head and now I don't remember how to tie my shoes. Um, that sort of thing. Um, but I thought that uh, it didn't bother me um, that he slowly remembers the powers because once you start getting the powers back, like the game really opens up. Um, so yeah, with the combat before you get your force powers is maybe a little bit frustrating. But once you can start like uh, you know pulling like a stormtrooper in and like slashing them and then like throwing them at his buddy, uh, it just gets really fun. Um, so, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed the combat. Now, I did not crank it up so that it was, you know, directly like Dark Souls. And, you know, if you screw up once, you're done. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed it. Oh, no, I put it on easy. And uh, I'm still getting just thwacked 
<laughs> I <laughs> up and down the galaxy. Yeah, I, I did whatever the default was. I don't think it was. I think it was one up from easy. Um, I think. I don't it's, think they start you at the very bottom. Yeah, it's it's very like, and it's also very parry heavy. So oh. I will say this: if you go into it and you try to think of it like it's the Force Unleashed, it's totally not. It's not at all like that. Uh, you have a lightsaber, and that's it. You're not going to be like at least not at first uh at least where i'm at it's not really about that um like flinging dudes around or anything like that i do like the exploration and thankfully the game is a lot of exploration and movement but it's the combat that takes it away and also forrest whitaker almost crashed my xbox (laughs) i don't know why but when he showed up and i was like oh hey from that movie that yeah what was and and then for whatever reason, when he showed up, the frame rate just tanked. So a renowned character actor, Forrest Whitaker, has the distinct impression That's really of weird. tanking. Because <laughs> yeah. they, no, they, no, had, no. they had performance issues when it first came out, and they, they since patched it. Um, so that's interesting, though, that that part crapped out. Yeah, so I'm on Kashyyyk for all of you playing along at home. Uh, <laughs> we can... I'm on the. It's my first trip to Kashyyyk, uh, and also I'm annoyed because like I ran to a place and then Forrest Whitaker cr- almost crashed my Xbox, and then like he ran ahead and then I had to do a whole bunch of stuff and then he was ahead of me and then I find out he has like a Batman grappling hook and I want a Batman grappling hook and I will never get one. <laughs> I was in, and he's like, meet us up there, and I was like, dude, give me the grappling, dude. <laughs> And as part people who've been in parties with me have have probably heard my frustration with with the Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Nate, can you confirm or deny whether or not you ever wind up with a grappling hook in the Fallen Order? Um, was that like Forrest Whitaker only? Was there, was there a grappling hook? I feel like I feel like there was something of a grappling hook. Okay. There've been so many Star jump? Wars games that, um, yeah, of course there's a double jump. It's a Metroidvania. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I have never got, I haven't got the double jump yet. He did remember that he took a whole class on wall running. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, that's right. I can wall run. And I was like, how do you forget that you can wall run? And the wall uh, running feels good. I mean, it's, it's respawn, oh, so it's good wall running. Oh yeah, mm. no, that, that oh. part feels great. Yeah, it is a respawn. Uh-oh. Yeah, it is a Guys, I gotta go game. play a game. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that part. Uh, I didn't put it together. Yeah. <laughs> so. So if you go and play this game, how much Star Wars knowledge do you need? And does it take place during or in between specific movies? Uh, so I know for sure, because Forrest Whitaker is there, that it takes place before Rogue One. Okay. Because that's... That, I can't tell you how far before Rogue One... Uh, I mean, I am not the biggest Star Wars guy. Uh, I do like Picard more than I like Kirk. Um, oh, boy. Know. All right. Here we David go. Tennant was my favorite doctor. <laughs> all that. No, uh, so another another question, actually, though. <laughs> like, all right, Nate, can you answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, a question for both of you. If you were to strip away the Star Wars element of it, if this was something, obviously not Titanfall, but like a new IP do you think people would have received it the same way? Do you think it would have sort of been this sort of surprise hit? Or do you think the fact that it's tied into the Star Wars universe gave it that little bit of an extra push? 
force uh, push notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, it's 100% the, uh, the Star Wars uh, factor. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. a while since we've had a good Star Wars game, um, like first person kind of hack and slash. And, you know, uh, this was great. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to the, the sequel. I know they just put out more content. Uh, for this game, and I'm I'm tempted to go back, but there's no achievements for it, uh, and, and it's been so long since I played it that I'm probably horrible at the combat. Um, so <laughs> it would just be very frustrating to jump back in. But yeah, I mean, it, so if you took away the Star Wars skin on it, um, I think some people would would enjoy it, but I, I really think that the Star Wars kind of makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was gonna say the same thing. Like it it would get compared a lot to probably Sekiro. That's actually what the combat feels the most like mm-hmm. uh, with the parrying because his dodge is terrible. Um, that's a pro tip. Just it's all about that parry. As soon as you get that down, you're golden. And if you do it faster than me, you'll be golden a lot faster. <laughs> uh, but like without the Star Wars, I, I don't feel like it's I think the Star Wars helps it kind of hit better. Got it. Well, I know, Nate, you had mentioned earlier you're not playing uh, more of the fallen order because it lacks achievements, but did you earn any achievements this week? And what have you been earning them in? Oh, I, I've earned some stuff. Um, so I've been out for a week or two or I think one. Um, and See, I'm not the only one who doesn't remember who records. Yeah. One. It's not just me. <laughs> I promise. Uh, so I was competing with, uh, with Elroy last month to try to get ratio. Uh, and I didn't, I came up short, came up way short because uh, my spreadsheet, uh, so I was going to, I wasn't going to beat him. I, I knew I wasn't going to beat him, but I wanted to make it close. Uh, and I could tell that I was, I would get close, but my sheet didn't factor in decay. So I was actually oh, way shorter no. than I thought I was. So I hope he uh, is not upset that I didn't give him as much of a challenge as I intended to. But uh, most of my play uh, from two weeks ago uh, and, and the previous month was a lot of Cronus. Um, so I, I just had my Cronus kind of running, running, running on uh, Killer Instinct while I was working during the day. So I just, you know, there's like, what, 25 characters or something silly like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pretty much each one of them, I got to 200 matches uh, just with my Cronus while I was working. Um, so that was good. And that got me a lot of stuff. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't call it fun. Uh, but what I did <laughs> do for fun was a little game called Hive Jump. Um no one's played this, uh, and I think you probably should check it out if you like running gun 2D um, with incremental uh, progression. So the more you run through this, the more money you get, uh, the more skills you can buy, and those skills carry through. Uh, so you can unlock better weapons, you can unlock uh, better traits. Um, I think you have four slots. You basically have a weapon, you have a grenade, you have a uh, an ability you can trigger, and um and there's some other passive uh, as well and it's just fun so you're running through these hives and you're killing space bugs uh and you're dodging lava or you're dodging uh you know falling icicles and such uh, and your goal is to get this backpack uh from beginning all the way to the end and eventually um to kill these uh mini bosses as you go through uh the first difficulty level is one boss the next difficulty level you have two bosses in a run and so on and so forth up to like four levels there's also a campaign um so you start this campaign you have a map and you're defending bases and um 
so now they have this component of you're running through these levels and you're collecting all this uh, space goo that you use to buy stuff mm-hmm. and you're killing, uh, you know, monsters and you know, space insects. Uh, and then you have to defend your bases by spending resources on building up troops. And you have kind of like a, uh, an advance wars type screen uh, in- interstitial where the enemy gets to attack and then you have to defend uh, and you see that happen and then you lose troops uh, during that and you have to build them back up. So that part's kind of weird. Uh, I did that initially and I went right onto the arcade mode, which was basically just level, 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 because there's mm-hmm. a lot of TA uh, in this game by playing through. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the completion because it looks like it is going to be a little bit difficult and you would be easier with people that were actually playing the game uh, along with you. Um, some of the stuff you can drag another player on. And then one of the achievements, you have to drag three controllers along and that's basically just impossible. Um, they're going to die and there's no way to do it. So I, I can't get the full completion in this game, but it is a fun little game. And um, if you have, people that like to sit on a couch and play with you. Uh, maybe this is a good game. I actually was interested when I looked into this game, when I saw you add it to the list of games you were going to talk about today. Generally, with all sorts of games, given the kinds of people that we see in our community, there's usually that one person where it's like, okay, guess who completed this game? Guess who has the highest score in this game on my friends list? It's probably me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hive Jump, like you said, it's not tracked by a whole lot of people, but it doesn't seem like it seems like it has a very easy first achievement, and then people kind of fall off right away. Was is the first achievement you get in the game pretty simple to come by? I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember what the first one was, but they start off very easy, um, and then there's a couple that um, you basically just have to grind some hours on. I think Mm -hmm. one is like play the game for 10 hours or something like that. Uh, Part of that I did idle a little bit, but the game really doesn't let you. It's not idle friendly. Okay. Um, They'll send uh, bugs after you and there's no like predictable way to kill them all. Um, So you will die and you can't just let it sit idle. So you you do have to play. So all of my playtime for the most part was actually active play. And I got that. Uh, I got the 10 hour one, I think when I was going playing against Freem two months ago. Um, So yeah, so I, I really enjoy this game (laughs) and it's, it's a fun little game and maybe it's only a fun little game to me, but um, it reminds me of those kind of run and gun platformers. I'd say kind of like Contra, but I feel like it's faster than Contra and it it doesn't have the same sort of like structure, you know, beginning to end, beginning to end uh, because there's a lot of backtracking in this game. Uh, and it doesn't exist in, uh, you know, in Contra. So, okay. But yeah, fun little game. Uh, you know, if you have a couple bucks to burn uh, and you don't care about getting that full completion, maybe check it out or put it on another tag. I see even what you've done so far, you have like between a four and a five ratio. If you're going just for straight ratio in what you've accomplished so far, but you said it was, you put in 10 hours of idling for something. No, 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 no. I, or... I put in like very little. Oh, idling. okay. Uh, I, I tried to idle it to see if it was possible, and I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. But I just, like I said, I had so much fun playing this game, I didn't mind. So I've definitely put in more than 10 hours on this already. Uh, awesome. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. There's an achievement in the game for collecting all the NPCs, and that seems to be the one that uh, is the most difficult. It's only tracked by three of the people who started it. Do you have any sense of like what that entails? Or are these just 
characters you meet throughout. <laughs> I think you have to be a developer that has a cheat code. Um, <laughs> it gets all those for you. So the way that works is um, in every level, there's um, a chance to be a random door. And you can go in that door and you'll have like uh, one life to live in this little section. If you die, not a big deal. You go back to the main level. If you get all the way through, then maybe you get a chance at opening a chest. Maybe you get a chance at finding one of these scientists or one of these NPCs. You talk to the NPC. If you don't make it all the way through the room to the end and go out the door, that NPC doesn't count. Gotcha. So I think that's part of the problem. And some of these rooms, like you have to experience the room before you know the trick to the room. So it's a little bit cheap. It feels a little bit cheap like that. Um, And you have to kind of go slow and be like, oh, they they put an exploding bug right there off screen where I couldn't see. And then when I dropped down, I hit it. So so you have to be kind of familiar with the rooms. But you're going to be playing this game so many times, you're going to see most of these rooms and you're going to be familiar with the little gotchas. And the rooms Um, are static? Like they're in a random order, but static once you... Yeah, I mean they repeat. So yeah, it's not okay. complete. It's not randomly. These little sub rooms are not randomly generated. They are definitely static, and they just pull pull them out at random and say, "Oh, you're going to do this one this time." Uh, and they're also um, uh, I forget what they call that. It's based on the top topography. Uh, crap. The topography. Um, mm, not really topography, but um. You mean like you know, procedurally like jungle, generated desert. or, oh, um, Top, yeah. topographical? No, not topographical. That's not the third thing. I'm, I'll remember this as soon as we're done. <laughs> of course. But, yeah. You know, like there's a jungle theme, then, oh, there's the ice theme, then, oh, here's the, mm-hmm. um, the lava Environmental theme. themes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost had it. Uh, in either <laughs> case, uh, so there are little, these little rooms, they'll only be available in those types of sections. So like these five Rooms are only available inside of ice caves, so you'll only ever see them there. There's no good tracking for that, so you don't know which ones you have and which ones you don't oh, have. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that part kind of sucks, uh, at least as far as I've seen. Uh, now, there is a um, like a guide. I've gone way longer on this little game than I thought I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is like a journal that helps you keep track of some stuff, so maybe it is there, and you could at some point go back and someone will write a guide or something. You can figure out where they are and where you have the best chance of getting them. Um but yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I'm way ahead of all my friends. <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah, looked at my friend scores. Far and away. Far and yeah. away. But you put yeah, a lot of time and that doesn't yield a whole lot of gamer scores. Did you play anything that did or are you kind of stuck with that sort nope. of thing? <laughs> no, I didn't get a whole lot of gamer score. Um, I haven't really <laughs> been shooting for it. I played uh, Astrologaster because that came out on Game Pass. And I thought, hey, I see people playing it. I should probably check it out. It's interesting. Uh, I, I went guideless at first because I just wanted to see what it was oh. all about. Um, it's funny. Uh, there's It's all dialogue-based, and you basically um, you have a conversation with someone. They describe what's going on in their life, and then you pretend to know what you're talking about because um, <laughs> you are consulting the stars and then making up an answer uh, that you think makes the most sense uh, based mm-hmm. on what they've said to you. Um, and I played through uh, about a third of the game without the guide. Um, and I, I had a good time doing it and that was enough. Uh, and then I said, okay, uh, the next time I play this game, I'm going to do a guide just straight through. Uh, and then I did, and I don't feel like I missed out much because it's, it takes a long time. You have to listen to everything to play it well. And um, you're probably going to make mistakes. Um, I, I think of this as like an LA noir, right? Like, so you're, you're trying to, is this person telling me the truth? Uh-huh. That sort of thing. You're kind of 
kind of judging, well, okay, well, they said this, but does that mean that they have, uh, you know, a black bile or too much yellow bile? I have no idea. So, uh, <laughs> so you're going to make a mistake. You're going to fall just short of getting that last uh, recommendation you need to get the medical license. So, yeah. Uh, so at that point, I said, you know what? I'm not going to go through this a second time. I'm just, you know, after doing a full run. So I said, I'm just going to do the guide from the beginning to end. Uh, and I still enjoyed it. I, I went slow enough that I could enjoy some of the conversation bits. Uh, and yeah, fun little game. But uh, man, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would recommend estimate, guiding. The time estimate on TA is zero to one hours for Astrolog Gaster. If, mm-hmm. How long did your guideless playthrough take you? I put in at least an hour. Um, okay. Yeah, the guide the guide is assuming that you're just zipping through and not paying any attention. So that's an hour of zipping through the conversations as quickly as you can, hitting the right choice and going forward. And it's an hour of straight just doing that. Um, so I, I must have played for an hour to an hour and a half to get about a third of the way through the game uh, without the guide. So. I, I managed to do it in half hour. Just Did you? mashing the button. Yeah, I just mashed the mouse button, skipped all the dialogue. So I was actually, I was like, oh, was I supposed to figure out how the, because like I was making the choices because that's what the guide told me to do, but I actually had no idea what, anyone was what talking that about. meant. <laughs> yeah. That's the visual like, novel experience. <laughs> that's how it is. There was a weird romance subplot going on with one of the characters and I don't know, it was... It's interesting. He was a very bad doctor. Yes, he's not great. Uh, and then the last game I played was a return to Outland. Uh, this was a Games with Gold way early on. It's Metroidvania 200 pointer, uh, 360 backwards compatible title. Um, and I I started it and I kind of fell off it. Uh, and then um, went back one other time for like uh, RTDL achievement or something. Uh, and then because of the latest achievement with, uh, or the latest challenge with P-Tart, um, for, you know, sub 1000 gamer score games, I said, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to close out some, some Vayners and some other, you know, 360 games. Uh, so I went back and I pretty much finished this one. I have one achievement oh, left nice. and that's a multiplayer achievement. So I just need to get one other person to play with me and, and beat a level should take all of five Hi, minutes. Nate. Oh yeah. You haven't <laughs> done it. I have. Well, okay. I'm going to help you. That'd be cool. I have a question, though. Uh-huh. Is Outland colorful? It is colorful. It <laughs> is. Yes. When I when I think of that game, I just think of the uh, orange and blue stuff just spitting out everywhere. Is yeah, the right colors? It's a stylish. It's yeah. This it's. I'm very, I'm impressed that you remember that. Yeah. Um. It is a stylish a color. Um. So it's yeah. It's like black and white, and then you have highlight colors. With the uh, the orange and the blue, and uh, some there's also a little bit of yellow, and those can be damaged by anything. But this is kind of like um, we talked a while ago about a, a shmup where you had to absorb colors. You could absorb damage if you were one color, and you would get hurt if you were the opposite color. Uh, and in order to hurt something, you have to be the opposite color. Um, so yeah, so it's got that yeah. kind of mechanic to it. Uh, Ikaruga is brilliant, by the way. Yeah, such a good with game. A, Very so difficult platforming. Though. Uh, you'll pick up new powers. You'll pick up like a slide attack. You'll pick up like a beam attack. Um, and there's hidden areas. It, it's a Vayner for sure. And uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like it too. I just don't know why I just never finished it. 
Well, the thing with it is I think you have to stick with it. Like you can't yeah. just bounce off it. That's what I did. And it's very easy to bounce off and never come back. But once I stuck with it, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I need to finish it now before I, uh, before I bounce off it again. Um, but yeah, fun little game. I feel like that uh, is, is what I have been told and, and what I actually feel is the case with uh, Yoku's Island Express. Like I started it and abandoned it and now i'm like nervous to go back because it's just one of those games that you have to stick with because the mechanics are a little different and it's hard to remember where you've been and there's not great uh guidance in that way from the game so yeah. it sounds like a similar experience Maybe it's just yeah. a Metro- metroidvania thing it could be yeah a game that builds like that yeah for yoku's i would recommend just starting over yep i think i'm going to but not yet uh, Yoku's Island is definitely something I want to get to, but, uh, I'm distracted by a hundred things. So, um, such I, as, well, I have been mostly beholden lately to better completions matter. I've been enjoying going through my backlog and trying to get my completion percentage up while I've had time to play a bunch of games. So, uh, in better completions matter, one of the categories you get every month is a random game. And my random game for this month was Zumba Kids. So it is a 360 non-backwards compatible connect required title. Um, and it's not bad, but in order to complete the game, you have to do these challenges and you collect buttons as you earn the challenges. And those buttons is one of the achievements. And two of these buttons are related to games, uh, days played in a week. The problem is nobody really knows when the week ends because it's not midnight my time. It's midnight sometime. And I, as a result, I also don't know if I play at 1pm on one day and then 5pm the next day, if I've actually played on, you know, two consecutive days, or if I've skipped a day in the middle. So it's tricky. And you have to get that done. uh, I I have to get that done within the month. So since I have a five day and four day streak to do, uh, I'm kind of running out of time because it is already getting close to mid May. And in addition, you have to play the game for 12 hours in a month. Which doesn't sound so bad until you realize it's 12 hours in dancing in the month. So time on menus doesn't count. Time loading in and out of songs doesn't count. The other day, I actually timed things. I'm like, I usually play the game for about an hour. I play it until I get that connect uh, warning, like feeling tired or sore. <laughs> Hell yeah, I feel tired <laughs> or sore. It's been an hour. Uh, but when I actually timed the amount of time I spent dancing in that hour, it was like 27 minutes. Because it's just so much time navigating through menus and whatnot. So... I got to prioritize that a little more, but that's been going well. And then in addition to that, I've also been playing another 360 game, but a backwards compatible this one time, uh, and it's Sacred 3. So Sacred 3, I believe, was a Games with Gold title. Does anyone remember? That sounds right, right? Yeah. It was a Games with Gold title some time ago. It is a up to four player adventure. You can, of course, play it on your own. So I had played it on my own power leveled my character up to the max level um, and, you know, done some odds and ends. It has shown up on various contests for various people since then. And I, I can carry people through the game to some degree. The game has four difficulties. A level 50 character still will not get you through the hardest difficulty. Well, you really need to either be very good at the game or be patient or have other people who've played sacred three, who have a high enough level character to help you. So both Elle and I actually had random to-do list achievements on it this month. So we jumped back in. I helped um, Elle and Toadstyle Venom and my brother 
get through the game on legendary difficulty, and they helped me get an achievement for defeating one of the enemies, uh, uh, hitting some specific parameters and beating one of the enemies that was worth like almost a seven ratio. So that was awesome. Uh, has anyone other than Al played Sacred Three? Like Devin, Nate, have either of you played it? Um, I think I played Sacred Two once, but I don't I- think I ever played Sacred Three. Yeah, I feel like I played a little bit of a sacred game and thought that I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of likened it to like a Diablo. Yeah, it's it's like a Diablo light, but there aren't really side missions in that way. It's a more linear quest line. So you're not in a hub world and then getting quests and going off and doing things. But the gameplay is similar. And, and very similarly, you beat something and like a little pile of gold just pops out and you pick that up and the gold is mostly useless. But uh, it's it's a fun game. And actually... If you play it, like pay attention to the story. It's actually pretty funny. Like I, I'm surprised at how often we wound up laughing while we were playing the game when we actually like, took a second and paid attention to what the characters were saying. Um, but it, it's not an easy completion. It does require several playthroughs. It requires decent knowledge of the game. I don't think I'll complete it myself, but it's been fun to play. And if anybody is interested in the game, I'm definitely happy to help carry you through some of the beginning stuff and, uh, there is some really nice ratio stuff that isn't too hard to do. And, it, you know, it's it's there for the taking. So I'm happy to help. But that's pretty much it for me. I had a quiet week because I've been playing a lot of gems of war. Yeah, and if I anyone... Just... Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, if anyone's interested in gems of war, we did another stream this past week. Um, and we were joined... Uh, Fufu did another stream. Kenny did. I should give him the credit because he was actually you know, doing the streaming stuff. Uh, but we were joined on stream by both uh, Sarah and Awu. So it was awesome to have them and have their knowledge. And they gave just a lot of really good, very entry level tips. And then we went into the delves a little bit. So those are loaded up on YouTube. And if you're interested in Gems of War, especially if you're starting out, you should definitely go check those out. And you can find them at the uh, AH101 YouTube channel. Now, I know I started a sacred game for RTDL, but I, mm-hmm. I obviously haven't popped any achievements in, in the main <laughs> ones, but I really enjoyed Sacred Citadel, and it's completely yeah. nothing like it. Right. That's like nope. a beat-em-up style, <laughs> yep. like arcade style. Huh. And I believe Sacred Citadel is meant to be a lead into C- Sacred 3. I, I don't want to say that with like complete certainty, but I think I read that somewhere along the way that they're connected to each other in terms of the story arc. So hmm. it's plays very differently, but it is actually still part of the universe and part of the canon, which I didn't realize was that big a deal. I don't know if anything's been out since Sacred 3, but it's really a solid game. And if you picked up for games with gold, it, it's mindless enough and oh, it's a good time. Good game to play with four people. Uh, I think if you play locally, though, it's one of those games where um, the characters are all kind of tethered to each other. So you, you if you're playing locally, couch co-op you can only go so far but if you're playing online with people you can all go explore in different directions if you want to that's a little easier that way yeah i mean i'm really sick of all three of you getting lost all the time while i'm sitting at the checkpoint it's really ridiculous i i know l is always the one leading the way finding all the checkpoints first and other lies i've really told today charge. <laughs> I mean, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> yeah so looking at my friends list i have 40 friends who have started this game 10 10 out of the 40 have over 10 achievements in it. So the reason the ratio is so high is this people just seem to dive it and put it down. Over 20 of them have three or less. So people are just getting one, two, or three achievements and then putting it down. 
for a bunch of achievement hunters, it's very interesting when people do that. They just try it and say, eh, that's it. You well, you can be an achievement hunter without being a completionist. So even if you turn it on and you very take easily that 5G, get... Take that 5G, take that 10G, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you take a couple things and, and you move on. It's still part of the numbers, right? Absolutely, yeah. It all counts. Yeah, the list is interesting. you got to beat all the levels online co-op and local co-op. So that's two different things you right. got to do. So it's kind of... What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I have friends. I mean, it's a forty to fifty hour completion. It also has DLC. I think it has three DLC packs um, that each uh, add a stage to the game. Uh, the game has several character classes, and you then have to level up all those character classes and unlock all their combat arts. So I want to say the one class I did probably took me twenty hours on its own. And you obviously learn strategies to level up faster, and you have different levels open. But it's the game is a commitment if you're looking for a completion. But that said, I've played Sacred 3 quite a bit. I'm not looking for the completion. And I have 800 of the like almost 1,200 gamer score in it. So you can get plenty done. So I have, I have 805 of the base 1,000. That's not a bad, uh, you know, bad haul from the game. And that's not including, like, I never did a local co-op playthrough. So if that's something you can do easily, that's something else you can get. So there's there's plenty enough you can do. And there's plenty of online stuff, too, that somebody can kind of bring you to that level, do whatever needs to be done, and you'll get the achievement. Um, but I've talked a lot about Xbox 360 games. And uh, this week, we actually had some news about the future of gaming. So just wanted to know if anyone here got a chance to check out the Inside Xbox 2020 event that happened last week. Did you all oh, get yeah. checked out? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I drew his on at work and I, I was able to check out some and I went back and watched some of the other ones that I missed. Awesome. You get to watch it too, Nate? Yeah. I was watching most of it live and then uh, I think a screaming child uh, drew me away and um, <laughs> <laughs> I returned back and, foo, and foo. finished the rest of it. Yeah. Foo, foo. Yeah. Hopefully it was yours. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> no. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of spoilers, this was basically a trailer fest, so there weren't spoilers to be had. But, uh, Nate, did any of the trailers actually catch your interest? Yeah. Um, I was interested in The Ascent, um, or as, as I like to call it, um, oh, damn it, what's the game? Just, uh, Ruiner 2. Uh, it looks exactly like Ruiner, but um, an extra level of uh, cool. I think, because um, it's on that hot, hot new system. Um, I also like the look of, I want to say, Call of the Sea. Now, this, that looks cool. Yeah, the yeah. developer, the, the little whatever for this little blurb, or I don't know if it was in the video or not, but they said that they were inspired by um, Firewatch. Uh, and other kind of you know stroll stroll playing games, um, soma. This, soma also yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, so this yeah. looked interesting to me for that purpose or for that reason. Um, a couple others looked interesting. Um, uh, you know, obviously Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. Doesn't mean I play them all, but I love them. Uh, <laughs> and Yakuza uh, like a dragon. Now this game to me looked like a a cross between. Uh, damn it. My vocabulary is going at this hour. Sleeping tonight. dogs. Sleep, thank you. Sleeping dogs and um, Saints Row. Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Oh, Saints yeah, Row. Yeah, it seemed to the be superhero. a little like funny, right? Like a little kind of goofy almost yeah. in in, yeah. in the trailer. But the sensibility mm -hmm. was not this like deep dark secret, you know, 
gang warfare type thing. At least that was the impression I got from what I saw of it. Yeah, those were the standouts for me, though. Um, (laughs) Anybody else get uh, pulled in by anything? I um, really... So, uh, I liked the bright memory. Uh, I liked just the look of that one. That looked like it had a lot of really cool uh, shooting kind of stuff with also the grappling and seemed very... I don't know. I was kind of drawn to that. Uh, I'm also... Didn't they mention that it was one developer? Is that that's the one where they said this was done by one person? I think so. If it was, yeah, that really that's impressive because that one looked, at least to me, like the one that looked like the most future, I guess, or the most like ahead of its time, I suppose. Um, It's very crisp. Um, I I really liked that. Um, I liked dirt actually. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not reading these in order. Uh, I actually did like Dirt 5, uh, because I, I've i liked the other Dirt games. I liked the rally racing kind of sensibility. I do play a lot of racing games in general, uh, and that has nothing to do with my profession. Are I work dirt, in motorsports. <laughs> are the Dirt games, would you call them more sim or arcade? Depends on which ones that you play. So, like, the original, the Colin McRae Dirt um because it was named after the guy i believe was a lot more like a simulation rally but the one i played was two or three i think i played both two and three and those were a little bit more like they were i mean you still used real cars uh but they were they weren't a simulation e you could still tweak things but they were kind of like an in-betweener the best thing i could describe it as is kind of like a horizon uh kind of deal but I think they also made one that's also like Dirt Rally. And I think that one was supposed to be more like hardcore, you know, rally racing. Uh, you're in this for the long haul kind of deal. Um, but that one I was kind of impressed with as well. Yeah, I um, I was kind of immediately drawn to these uh, original IPs that are by companies with a good pedigree. So you already, because I think that the Ascent um not the ascent a call of the sea is like it's not the same um development team but the inspiration of other games like soma and firewatch and i was also very much drawn to the medium uh if you're not a survival horror fan it totally checked all those boxes you would probably turn off the trailer but as someone who enjoys survival horror games i definitely got silent hill vibes from it i got evil within vibes from it it also they announced that it's going to have the composer from Silent Hill, Akira Yamaoka, is con- composing one soundtrack, and the development team's internal composer is also developing a soundtrack for it. So I'm curious to hear how that plays out. And these are the people who did Blair Witch, which I did not play, but also did Layers of Fear, which is probably my favorite walking sim. So I'm excited to see what they have coming down, because this is actually this is a game with like true gameplay in it. Did any of you guys play Blair Witch? I played a little bit of the Blair Witch. What did and you then think? I got of it? hardcore spooked. Oh, <laughs> really? Perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just for whatever reason, and then there was a dog, and I was like, oh, spooky yeah. stuff with a dog. But he's a good boy, and so I got spooked and I quit. I need to come back to it before it leaves Game Pass, and and man up and finish it. And <laughs> Layers of Fear. Yeah, I, I that looked looked cool. I like the survival horror e type stuff well layers of fear is like any um walking sim you can of course play them with a guide 
But the idea behind playing a walking sim is to put on your headset, make your environment all comfortable, and immerse yourself into what's happening in the course of the walking sim. So if you play Layers of Fear with a guide in hand, and I understand why, because there are some collectibles you can miss, but if you play it that way, you're going to miss what makes the game stand out, in my opinion. You really need to be listening for those sound effects and hearing a door close in the distance and deciding, eh, do I want to go that way? Because there might be something scary there. I'll go the safe way or whatever it may be. Uh, but I'm curious if you get around to playing it, what you think of it, because I, I loved that game. The DLC is not as good. Layers of Fear 2 is not as good, but the first one, very, very good. Speaking of guides, I think we need to make a petition that any game that has a dog in it, like the guide <laughs> at the top has to say, Doggo survives or Doggo doesn't Aww. make it. And then you can decide if you're going to play it or not. Because, yeah. I feel like there's some kind of Twitter handle there's that a, does something like that. Well, it's for I petting swear the there's dog. There's a website. Oh, there's, yeah. there's one for petting the dog. Okay. Can I pet the dog? I think is what it's called. So does there's the dog a, survive? Does the dog die? Yeah. Is one, I swear that's a website. Does the dog die? And I think that's just movies. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Al, did you catch any trailers that caught your eye? <laughs> I did. Um, it was funny when, um, during the inside Xbox stream, uh, when the medium came on, uh, Nate and I made the same joke at the same time. <laughs> it started off with a pregnant lady. So <laughs> I forgot about both, that. Yeah. We both said, is this pregnancy simulator? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. makes so much more. I watched the stream later. I didn't get to watch it with, uh, with the group that was watching it during the temporary inside Xbox channel in the discord. And I saw that comment, but I had no idea what you guys were referring to. They start now off with I the sonogram. It. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very detail oriented sonogram. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'll go in order. Why the hell not? Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just FPSed out, but it definitely looked very stylish. Mm-hmm. Uh, dirt 5. I can't believe there's five dirt games. I guess they do quite well, huh? So. They clean up well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to go through the whole list. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to go through the whole list, you... Michelle, because I watched all of them twice for you. So did anyone, you know, like I was watching Scorn. And it's like, all I know about it is that it's a horror game, but the trailer basically tells you nothing about the game. Yep. Well, the horror works best if you just kind of know, like, a vibe, right? Right. It's, and the vibe it, is H.R. Geiger. So, yep. you know, all those crazy uh, alien-style characters. Yeah, he did the Xenomorph. Right. Uh, so it's very Xenomorph-inspired, I'd say. And then you had Chorus, where the U looked like a V, like a airplane shooty game that looked okay not really in my genre i uh, got one that's you're totally into i'm sure next huh <laughs> madden <laughs> well my boy pat mahomes was on here so i enjoyed that he was one of the few that survived the madden curse um, mm-hmm. very productive in a season. big way yeah but while his ankle was just a taped up mess the whole season too What's what weird, though, is, I, is that Lamar Jackson's supposed to be on the cover of Madden 21, so now it's a little confusing. <laughs> no, not Lamar Jackson, anyone but him. But um, more on Madden in a minute. Um, one that I'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned yet is the uh, Vampire the I, Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which, I, was, which yeah. I thought was the most memorable of all of these because it had uh, the Donka Shane playing and everyone was dancing around. 
And then there was some murder going on and then some more dancing around. Yeah, I liked the trailer. Um, I thought the trailer was great, but I think it's probably the most misleading trailer um, because I, <laughs> from what I understand Vampire the Masquerade didn't do well and it wasn't didn't look like what this game trailer looked like. Well, so. Vampire the Masquerade, like it's, yeah, I, I played a little bit. Uh, the first one is like a cult classic, uh, but it's a buggy mess and like... That's from what I understand. So it wouldn't run on my computer when I tried playing it. Yeah, I've only ever played the tabletop version of Vampire the Masquerade, which inspired the games, but I never played the games themselves. The system is cool, but... Do you, yeah, do you sing Donka like take turns sitting I, on the I table? I would be lying to you if I said I've never had the opportunity to sing Donka Shane during a gaming session before, but I don't wow. think it was Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> I played it. I recall Central, Central Park in Fall, how I tore my dress. <laughs> what a mess. Vulgar. <laughs> uh, Call of the Sea. Uh, it was weird. It was just very. That one was colorful. Um, I got like a mist vibe from it. I don't know why. Um, just the there was the one little thing where she puts her hand on the on the thing, like a puzzle thing. And that reminded me of Mist. I'm excited for that one. The Ascent. It's co-op. You know I'm in. Need uh, you know, someone here to carry me. I wish it was four players, but it looks like it's only two. Yeah. Ah, I, I, we didn't mention... I uh, three, but maybe, I don't know if you're thinking of a different one. Really? Oh. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're thinking of... Uh, Scarlet? Second Extinction? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Second is, Extinction. Is, that was the is, dinosaur one, right? Yeah. Had yeah. dinosaurs. That one looks cool. I... Thought it looked cool, and it, the title Second Extinction" is just brilliant. So I guess these dinosaurs are going to come to life, and you have to kill them all over again. So I, I like the, the cut of that jib. I saw that, and I immediately got like not for anything the game did, but I immediately started thinking of like Evolve or Arc. Like I had a very distinct feeling while watching that particular trailer that we've been there before. I don't know if anyone else felt Probably. that way, but th- there was just something about that particular one that made sure. me feel like I wasn't watching anything new. I was really hoping it was a Dino Crisis. Yeah, I was thinking Turok Dino yeah, Crisis. People yeah. said Turok, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Nexus was the, was the Bandai Namco RPG. It just looked very Japanese and <laughs> I kind of felt like, like that Final was Final Fantasy 15 type uh, slashy action. Like I kind of felt like that was included to just differentiate. Like it didn't fit the rest of the mold that and to a lesser degree call of the sea like didn't really fit the rest of the tone of the games that were being shown so it stood out in that way right well uh the yakuza game looked pretty cool but if i played one i would probably start from the beginning so well which beginning do you mean i don't zero? know you Do tell you me. Kawhi? Whichever one came out first, probably. Chronological by release or chronological by events that happen in the story? Yeah, I have to go by release because even if the game takes place before, you know, they're going to add the quality of life stuff. So you, right. you can't do it that way. You can't. No, I've had people that have strongly said, like, no, no, no. If you're going to watch the Lord of the Rings movies, Devin, we're going to start with The Hobbit. You watch two, like, then one, then three. Well, I mean, no, you, you read start them. with The Hobbit. You read the books <laughs> first. <laughs> oh. Then you got to read the whole Cimmerillion. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Assassin's Creed will be games with gold at some point anyway, so don't bother. Um, 
I know something I forgot to mention about the medium and several of the other games on this list is that it's launching directly into Game Pass, which is awesome. And I think that's part of why that game in particular stood out for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure Call of the Sea is also going directly into Game Pass when it launches. Uh, I also noticed throughout the um, the conference they were using smart delivery, which I think just means cross-platform. Did it, it anyone else have an impression of that or am I totally off base? Yes. They, they dropped that keyword a whole bunch, yeah. It basically I, means yeah. if you buy it on the one, you'll get it for free on the Series X. Yeah, and there was only I think, um, one or two that would not play back uh, yeah i think it was madden right that's like no EA. oh was that one not no madden, delivered no i think what nate was saying is one i think it's bright memory i think bright memory is series uh, x only yeah series gotcha. x only jumping in here real quick smart delivery actually means that no matter what game or i'm sorry no matter what console in the xbox family that you play a game with smart delivery on, it's going to be best optimized for it. So for instance, uh, obviously Halo Infinite is a Series X launch game. Well, I could play it on my OG Xbox and with smart delivery, it's going to automatically optimize Halo Infinite to fit uh, my OG hardware so that it doesn't lag, blah, blah, blah. And that's how Microsoft is doing their whole, you know, be able to play whatever game on whatever Xbox. And also, I just want to say no, not Lamar Jackson. Right, so most um, games coming out on the Series X will also play on the Xbox One uh, at launch. And I'm sure eventually that will not be the case. But yeah, a couple were you're going to need to upgrade. I don't know that anything they said that you'd need to do the upgrade was powerful enough to actually compel people to move on if they weren't already interested in doing so. Yeah, the uh, thing with Madden is you have to buy the game by December 31st and then you'll get the upgrade for free. That was the only caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to mention before. And something else about this... So it was very short. The um, Inside Xbox 2020 event was just over a half hour. It was 25 minutes of gameplay trailers. There were some discussions by developers and other individuals. Um, but some in reading the Discord room, there seemed to be sort of a general sense of being a little underwhelmed by the presentation. So I'm just curious what you guys thought. Um, I, I kind of figured that the main thing is that um, all these are really cool, but they're all kind of niche. Um, except for like Assassin's Creed, like right at the end. Mm-hmm. That has a broad-based appeal. But for a lot of them, if you're not interested in a lot of things, you know, if you're not interested in professional football or, you know, the Japanese, you know, some, some of those things, you're just not going to, it's not going to grab you in the same way. Um, so that, that was kind of my thought about it. Also, the internet's largely negative. <laughs> yeah, my understanding is that they were going to be doing a bunch of these, so I wasn't expecting it to be really mm-hmm. long. I also wasn't expecting it to be just be trailers. Um, I was hoping for more information as well as some stuff. And the trailers that we did get were hardly hardly any in-game footage. They were basically just get you interested in the IP. Yeah, that was a big, big commentary on this particular one is that especially the Assassin's Creed trailer was, 
you're going to see gameplay footage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we actually saw any gameplay footage because that all looked not, – not that the game doesn't look beautiful during gameplay. I'm sure it does. But all of the action that was happening seemed like – cutscene action it seemed like narrative action it didn't seem like gameplay action yeah the ascent looked like gameplay and that was the only one that really <laughs> made there's me think of that one. one scene in the medium that looked like gameplay where <laughs> the woman's like walking through a door and gets like scared back by something and even that's like it's gameplay but it's clearly like a triggered event not yes. any right. actual gameplay but the the uh, bright uh bright memory looked like the, the actual game but i am a mark well and and um second extinction <laughs> did too second extinction definitely had That's you know true. running around and shooting down and i think that one was too far the other way like it was too much like i said it just reminded me too much of other things because it looked like gameplay i've seen in a bunch of other places before um but i i know it especially came up with assassin's creed Valhalla, this whole idea that like, where was this gameplay? <laughs> and I don't know. I also don't know why some of these games are like, it's 120 frames per second. Like, I, do we even know? Like, do our eyes recognize 120 frames versus 60 frames? Like, I know it's like the if big you, talking point number, but does it make that much of a difference? If you go on the PC forums, they will tell you it does. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I think you have to have a special TV to do that anyway, to get a refresh like but i'm not sure is that something other than the 10 pin hdr tvs Ooh, we're out of my league yeah i don't know yeah, we're gonna have to get uh, smitty on here one day yeah. and can answer these questions <laughs> I, I mean, uh, to answer your question before yeah. i guess as we draw nearer to the holiday season i'll be more excited but i always get overwhelmed by these type of things and think about the plenty of games that i already have to play um even though it's nowhere near a new franchise, I would have liked to see some Halo Infinite. And that's... Well, I mean, anything else just that, looks like it could just be on the one. I don't know. Yeah, the first party stuff is coming. They made special mention before this came out mm-hmm. that there's going to be nothing first party. Like, this was all, right. all going to be third party. I guess they were trying to lower the, the expectations. They should have lowered them a little more, um, I think. <laughs> Um, just, just well, like, these oh, games just all some trailers. kind of but. exist in a weird space between ID and Xbox at Xbox and major releases, right? Because they're not ID games. This isn't an ID sizzle reel because Cushion Corey would be all over that. This was, <laughs> you know, games that are not quite part of that service, but are again not the AAA blockbuster kind of games. And I guess for a lot of folks who felt underwhelmed by the presentation, it wasn't that. Like other than Assassin's Creed and Madden that are big established franchises, as Devin said before, these are mostly franchises that are new, that you don't really have a pre existing idea of. And that's always kind of dodgy territory. Like we all complain that we want something fresh and new, but then when we see fresh and new, it's like, but I just wanted to see a new Halo. So it's there really was no winning, I think. But yes, they were very clear there was going to be no first party at this one. And the mixer stream was just terribly annoying with people going, but where's Halo? But where's Halo? Uh, guys, Like that's not what this is for. <laughs> It'll come. Well, well, I would like to see Halo. All right. So enough of your attitude. <laughs> um, I don't need to see Halo, any of this. this <laughs> well, Halo will, will be there. I think, did they confirm Yay! that Halo uh, Infinite's going to be a launch title? I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. But um so it's coming. Should it, be. It's coming. And they they still say by the uh 
by the holiday season this year. So we shall see. But moving on, uh, we did ask our lovely patrons for some questions. I know we were joined by a new patron, uh, Tony Coconuts, right? Just joined the patron lounge. Mm -hmm. So welcome and thank you. And we're very glad to have you there. Not that Tony asked one of these questions, but still. Uh, So we're going to do this a little lightning round style until we get to some of the questions at the end. So the first question up I have is from Death Dealers. And she asks, what do you look for in a game that really draws you in and has you playing for hours without realizing how long you've been playing? Uh, Kush? Uh, For me, it's fun, visible progress. So going back to Hive Jump. Uh, that game was just fun for me. Like I didn't get a ton of achievements right away and I just kept wanting to play cause I liked that gameplay loop. Um, and I could see that I was slowly chipping away at some stuff. Um, so achievement tracking is very important. Um, you know, if you're playing for achievements, you, you need to just play for fun, Nate, just for fun. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just want to uh, guide it. I, I got this. You can play for fun and not for achievements. You need to just play for fun. <laughs> so Devin, what's your answer to this question? Uh, it is a factor that I call the just one more turn. Uh, so something like a roguelike uh, where you die and then you start back up or Civ. Uh, oh my, Civ. If you're playing Civilization and you just have one more turn and then you lose a whole bunch of hours because it's just one more thing or just mm-hmm. this one more thing I could do. And that's that's what hooks me. Uh, so a game like, uh, like any sort of roguelike or like Slay the Spire, I'm always like, oh, I could have done that one better. And let's do another one. And then there it goes. And then it's then it's dawn. I hear an agility orb. <laughs> exactly. It's around here somewhere. Uh, what about you, Al? What do you think? Usually it's a game where you're gaining levels and making progress, like uh, Kush said. Um, I don't even play these type of games too often, but something like Viva Pinata, Castaway Paradise, Yonder, you're like, oh, just one more thing, one more thing. And then before you know it, it's you've been playing for six hours and you're like, ugh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I totally get that. And for myself, it's a thing I've lately called no wasted motion. So those games where everything you're doing is contributing to something else later. Gems is a great example of this, because even though if you're looking at it microscopically, that one match isn't doing much, but everything you do in that game contributes to something you're going to eventually need later. It's sort of similar. Elle and I have been playing Final Fantasy VII and... Every time you hit a random battle, you're powering up material, which you need to do. You're working on levels to get to level 99, which you need to do. So there's there's nothing that's wasting your time. Everything contributes. So that keeps me going. All right. Question one in the books. Let's move on to question two. Freaky RO asks us, what books have you read during quarantine? Don't you all answer at once. Uh... <laughs> Stop making me feel bad. <laughs> Nate played uh, Astro Mathingy. <laughs> that's true visual novels that. count that's true yeah i but, i have oh go ahead no i, I was just gonna do my dumb joke of uh <laughs> i read uh, <laughs> my instruction manual for my new vacuum sealer oh <laughs> was it in english it some how did it end <laughs> um, wait <laughs> really sucks cover my ears oh, oh. good one I actually have been reading a book. Uh, It's a book called The Third Rainbow Girl by Emma Copley Eisenberg, um, which I'm not going to talk about in any further detail because nobody's here to listen to that. But what I find now is I spend more time listening to narrative podcasts than I do reading. So I've been listening to like every podcast put out by Wondery. They did a Joe Exotic one, which is where I started. And they've done all sorts of really other like great ones. There's uh, The Shrink Next Door and Dirty John and the new one uh, Motive for Murder. 
I love all those, but Doctor Death. Doctor Death is great. Also, I enjoyed I that love a ton. That one. Mm-hmm. Okay, skeptical Mario asks us: Society breaks down, and you never start a new game. What's the highest your completion percentage ever gets? L. Uh, 99.9%. Obviously. (laughs) Oh, doubt noise intensifies. (laughs) All right. um, 85% is what I said. All right. I mean, personally, I think I've been going for 75% for a long time. That's been my long-term goal. And I think once I hit 75%, if I knew I could never start another new game, uh, Vulgar, I might need your L impression. I might start playing games... I start playing for fun and not playing for the achievements. Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about with Vulgar. <laughs> this is truly my L's voice. So now that L has spoken, yeah. Devin, what about you? <laughs> you know, if society truly breaks down, uh, would I really have the opportunity to get my completion percentage up? No. I'm going to get on some leather chaps and I'm going to go raiding. Uh, so, I don't know. Probably about 60 but realistically, that's, let's say 80. 80 sounds fun. I could do that. I could do 80. That works. Nate? Um. So society is broken down. So that means like no Ori 3. Oh, <gasps> Nate. No. I know. Think of all the sequels we're looking forward to that we'll never get to play. That we don't get to play anyway because we've got backlogs. But like, oh. Yeah. Symphony of think the Night, the- Nate. Plus, Symphony are we going to have night. electricity? <laughs> think of, of all course. the sequels that we'll own and never get to <laughs> true true chesno asks us i've got a question with the recent influx of older games getting ported to the xbox with achievement support what games have you finally managed to play and what would you like to be ported uh devin uh, I have played a lot of any of those old NES games. Uh, so the Disney Afternoon Collection, the Castlevania and the Contra collections, I played a lot of those. Uh, so the, those were awesome. And, and those I'd were love all to see more. new to you? Well, NES no. Games? No. So I finally managed to play them. Finally managed to finish them. As a child, I never beat them. Well, they okay, were so impossible as a child. <laughs> yeah. I was a dumb child. I'm a dumb adult now, but I have bigger thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) You've also learned what Probotector is. Yes, after Mm -hmm. so many years. Uh, And uh, I guess uh, soon Kingdom Hearts, uh, the other ones. Mm -hmm. So the 350 underscore two uh, squared. Before they had math in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But uh, for games that they should port... Uh, Morrowind. If you port Morrowind, uh, I will buy it. And uh, if you do Vice City and San Andreas, I'll buy those too. Awesome. Al, what do you think? Well, speaking of Final Fantasy VII that you mentioned a little earlier, um, this is a game that for many years, it just I've started it so many times, and I've always held a grudge against it because so many people are like, oh, it's the best Final Fantasy. And it's like, have you played one through six? No. Why? I have a PlayStation. I'm not going to play anything older than that. Then all these years later, they still haven't played them. But alas, um, I've been enjoying going through it with you. Um, You know, achievements are a motivator, but it's been fun playing for fun. Um, And not for achievements? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked about this with Michelle briefly. I was was actually grateful that they put in the uh, three-time speed cheat and the cheat that basically gives you full health and full limit break and even you know 
when you have the three times speed on and then you put it back down to normal speed, it is slow as molasses. And the battles take forever and the summons take forever. <sighs> so um, you still have some grinds to do. It's still a 25 to 30 hour completion with this stuff. But I've been enjoying the story and I'm enjoying the little thing, the little things like the mini games that they put in and and every character definitely has a personality. So uh, as, as far as other games, I'd like to see ported definitely more of that same ilk. Um, anything Square did, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger. And uh, they came out like on the uh, Switch and PlayStation, the um, the Mana Collection. That would have been nice to come on the one that had uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, otherwise known as Sekundetsu 3. Hmm. Those would have been nice. What about you, Michelle? I mean, I think Square so far seems to be a good partner with Microsoft, so never say never. Uh, as you've obviously already mentioned, we've been playing Final Fantasy VII, which has been fun. Like I, Final Fantasy VII was one of those games where I was the strategy guide at the time it came out. Like I just, I played it to death. I knew all the little nooks and crannies and hidden secrets. So it's fun to see when we go through things where something in my brain has like a flashbulb moment and I go, <gasps> We're coming back here later, and I know why. So it's been great. Uh, I also had played the Silent Hill HD collection, which came out on the 360, and I, I enjoyed that a lot, too. Insofar as games for the future, uh, the ones that Elle mentioned, I would love to also see the 2D Final Fantasy games, uh, you know, 2 slash 4, 3 slash 6. Other favorites of mine that I would love to also see get achievements and have a breath of life back into them would be the Soul Reaver series. So that was uh, Blood Omen Legacy of Cain and Soul Reaver 1 and 2. Those were awesome. Oh, who was that? I agree. I agree. Those were great. Yeah. So, so good. Like Blood Omen plays very differently from the other two, but the Soul Reaver games were just, I, they're very, like they, they're comparable to Darksiders, I would say. So if you like that kind of game, it's, that kind style of play but the atmosphere and the voice acting and just it was so good like i i still have a raziel action figure in my house somewhere and i don't really do action figures so just love those games uh and i am also a particularly big fan of the sui Koden series which it, published by konami but has only ever been on uh, sony consoles to my knowledge but the uh, first three games in that series were exceptional. The fifth game was also good. The fourth game involved water, so it was terrible. But I loved that series. And if I could play them for achievements, I absolutely would. Uh, what about you, Nate? Uh, I haven't played any of these uh, ports that came across, like the Double Dragons or the Dodgeballs or the River oh, City totally Ransom. I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, I, I, that's why I those. assumed the question was about. Um, I want to play those, but uh, you know, contests and whatever and challenges mm-hmm. and such are kind of keeping me away from those so far. Uh, I would like to go back in and play them. Um, a big one for me, recurring, uh, you know, if you've been listening for a while, Red Dead Revolver. Like, mm-hmm. I love that game on you know OG Xbox, um, and I would love to play it again with improved graphics and achievements. Um, classic Ninja Gaiden. So all the oh, NES Ninja yeah. Gaidens, I spent so many hours just playing it from beginning to end, beginning to end, beginning to end, uh, in my room when I should have been doing my homework. Um, <laughs> and also the, the Sunsoft complete ripoff of Ninja Gaiden, the Sunsoft Batman. Um, that oh, was awesome. oh good game. wow. Yeah, good choice. That would be fun too. Like if I could get those, um, yeah. 
and just get achievements in them, I would I would play them and and just beat my head in frustration. They definitely need a rewind, please. Yeah, <laughs> they need something. <laughs> Give me some doable. safe states. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I saw Which you I put Sunsoft hard. on the dock, and I immediately thought of Blaster Master. Oh, oh, yeah. That's another one. I, <laughs> I would yeah, play a whole I've lot. got that on the Switch. I would love to have that on the Xbox, but I've got it on the Switch, so I'm kind okay. of okay there. All right. Uh, we have one other final set of questions we got from the community. So we try not to talk about what's going on in the world too much because we all like escapism, and that's what we're trying to provide. But we had a lot of questions about life in quarantine. And that's different for all four of us. We all have different setups uh, insofar as how this has affected our work days and our lives and all that sort of stuff. So we received the following questions from our patrons. The first was from Chip. I'm just going to read them all and then we'll kind of discuss them in one fell swoop. Uh, who asked, what game have you regretted starting during quarantine? Chewie asked us, what game are we happy that we started during quarantine? Death Dealers followed up with, what game do you wish you had more time for during the quarantine? And X the Hero also added, are you going to miss the gaming time you've had during quarantine when you return to work? And are you feeling quarantine fatigue setting in? And finally, Hatton90 asked us, have you scored more or less than normal during quarantine? So, Nate, how do you feel about the quarantine situation? You can kind of run through the answers all at once or, you know, give us a paragraph, whatever works for you. I regret nothing. I've started nothing that I regret uh, that I haven't finished because Astro Legaster or whatever is done. Um, <laughs> games that I'm happy I started? Uh, Outland. I'm glad I went back and got that done. Uh, it had nothing to do with quarantine, but you know that's the period of time we're in. Um, what do I wish I had more time for? Um, well, I, I, I haven't really gained a lot of time because I already work from home and now I have a child that's there when I work from home. Um, so that really cuts down on the amount of gaming that I can get done um, during work hours. And then, you know, I'm exhausted. Uh, so I've probably not gained much time. Um, am I going to miss my quarantine gaming time? No, I'm probably going to get more. Um, with uh, quarantine fatigue setting in, do you find yourself wanting to game? Uh, absolutely. I love gaming. Um, and I don't really feel like I've been affected by it too much. Uh, in yeah, terms of your scoring, yeah. Yeah, have I scored more than normal? I wouldn't say so, but I did have my Cronus getting a lot of stuff uh, last month. Um, so I probably probably scored more than average uh, for myself. Yeah. All right, Devin? Um, so for me, it was specifically Hotline Miami 2. I should have never gone back to that one. I kind of regret it. But the first one, I, I was happy I did that one. Uh, so I was happy I did first one but not the second one it was in a collection it's confusing uh so what game did i wish i had time for during quarantine all of them Uh, (laughs) every last one of them wish i had more time am i gonna miss my quarantine gaming time once i go back to work i'm i'm still working dog i'm just working from home uh i do i am gonna miss over my lunch break i was able to do dishes so that was pretty sweet (laughs) uh i have to do that so that's gonna cut into my time as actually being an adult uh, with quarantine fatigue setting in, do you still find yourself wanting to game? Yeah, man, I could do this all day. Uh, and I have scored more uh, during quarantine, but I was much more motivated to destroy our favorite Wookiee Chewie. Just demolish him. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, how bad do those Wookiees look on Kashyyyk? Oh, boy. <laughs> hey. It's not good, huh? They're so bad. Rugs. Ugh. What What's wrong with them? 
they they just they had no budget apparently for Wookiees in in Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> and uh, it really shows. They they're not furry as much as they're more like globby, like a brown grimace. <laughs> well, that's a visual I needed. So for myself, uh, I don't really have any regrets for anything I started during quarantine. I've generally managed to keep what I'm starting pretty uh, minimal. One game that I'm happy I started during quarantine was Lonely Mountains for multiple reasons. Uh, I First of all, I really enjoyed Lonely Mountains. The game has its problems, but I enjoyed it immensely. Also, it's one of those, you know, just keep going. Like Devin was talking about, just one more level. And I can afford 4 a.m. nights right now where I typically couldn't. So this was the right time for me to start Lonely Mountains. Insofar as uh, what game I had more time for during the quarantine, I'm very fortunate that I work at a wonderful place where um, I'm at home and my job's not in jeopardy and I uh, my job doesn't convert well to home. So they don't really expect me to do very much other than attend occasional meetings. So I have nothing but time. So I don't really have a game I wish to have more time with because I can find the time if I want it. Uh, I will not miss all this extra gaming time, though. A little bit was nice. Uh, it was cool the first couple weeks, but I'm ready to get back to work. I really love what I do. I'm not ready to go back if it's not safe, but uh, I am, I'm ready for the routine of work. Gaming always felt like my reward at the end of the day. I'd go and I'd do all the stuff I had to do, and then I'd get my couple hours at the end of the day. And now it's just something I can always do. I don't have quarantine fatigue, really, from gaming, because I still mostly don't start playing, like, really playing games till the evening, thankfully. So I still do want a game. And insofar as scoring more or less than normal, I didn't think I was scoring more than normal until I actually looked at what I scored last month. And I put up almost 10,000 gamer score, which, if I were to keep at that pace, would be my best year. So, yeah, if you have the time to do it and you're playing, that's what's going to happen. Uh, what about you, Elle? You know what I haven't said in a while? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Except for Chip's question. Chip, I'm just going to have to warn Chip. Ridiculous. Uh, what game of I <laughs> regretted starting during <laughs> quarantine? Um, my son talked me into putting Level Head on the old tag because <laughs> he loves uh, Mario Maker so much. Yeah. Nate's he, evil he laugh. Played, <laughs> he uh, played it for like two days, and then now he's been playing... Roblox, like, what are you doing? You're better than that, son. You're better than that. But that's okay. Um, happy I started. Also, Streets of Rage 4. It's been a ton of fun. I guess I would put that in the same category of a game I wish I had more time for. So, Because I think to get those S ranks, we're really going to need to practice doing the levels over and over until we get them right. Practice. 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 <laughs> talking about practice. Just practice? Um. You know, as far as missing quarantine gaming time, it's weird because during the day I'm not playing because I'm helping my daughter do uh, her schoolwork. But I will say we've definitely been staying up till two, three, four in the morning and that we normally definitely wouldn't do. I normally have to get up around 730, but I'm able to get up at like 839 now. So definitely staying up late and catching random naps during the day now. So it's a little different. So instead of quarantine fatigue, I just have fatigue fatigue most of the time. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm not sick of gaming or anything like that. I always look forward to gaming, whether it's the game itself or just sitting in party and chatting with with uh, most of the people here, as well as uh, a usual crew, the attack choppers. It's a ton of fun. And 
I'd be remiss if I didn't mention all the Jackbox being played there in quarantine. Uh, not just, and this is goes way far beyond the achievement hunting aspect of it. I have played with my sister and her family, um, and then my uh, wife's family, and I've played with my wife's softball team, and I've played with four or five different groups. And you don't have to be a hardcore gamer to play. All you need is access to the mixer stream and anybody can play from anywhere. And we have the Zoom meetings that have taken off in popularity. So anybody can do this and it's always a ton of fun. That's a weekend type of thing. Uh, have you scored more or less than normal? I haven't really checked, but I'm guessing around the same. All right. Uh, like a here and there, long game here and there. Yeah. Thank you for the questions, everybody. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for the questions. And as always, if you have questions, feel free to send them to us. We usually try to ping the patron room for questions, but anyone can ask. So just go ahead and send that to anyone on the staff. Uh, let's move on to wheeling and dealing. I frankly, I'm just going to say right here at the top of this segment that I looked quickly through the list and um, I am still working through backlog. So I didn't really see anything that appealed to me. But did any of the three of you see? I mean, Nate, I assume you have tabs open. So I'll come to you last. I do. <laughs> or a cart filled. I'm sorry. I know that tabs are open is so 2019. Mm, yeah. um, uh-huh. <laughs> Play what you have, Nate. You don't need to buy any more games, Nate. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> not what I was impersonation wait. of wait. Vulgar Dewey L. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone very meta. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, fine. Don't buy any more games. <laughs> the 360 sale looks like it's up on TA now. It it's all like I, a lot of racing games. I well, I bought uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist just now. Uh, really? Because <laughs> yeah, I never had it. Is uh, it Blacklist. BC? Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a big Splinter Cell collection, and I'm a big Splinter Cell fan, and that was the really? only one I didn't get to play. You are anything uh, but a stealthy person, Devin. I am very loud, <laughs> but <laughs> I enjoy Splinter Cell. Uh, my favorite is to shoot people in the knee and then have them get alarmed and be like, must have been the wind, as they limp off. It is <laughs> hilarious every time. And I think this time may, may be the time that I uh, pull the trigger on XCOM 2. Um, but we will see All right. how I feel on Friday. Uh, what about you, Elzer? Anything you're buying for us, or are we getting nothing since I'm not buying? Wow, Michelle. Here <laughs> on the show, we do not beat dead horses. No, so no. Please, please. I'm going to go ahead and say that you don't have to buy us anything this month, though. This, this month? Whoa. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> damn it. I mean today. <laughs> Okay. You blew Nothing it. today. <laughs> you blew it. So this is my favorite part of wheeling and dealing is when I sit here at the beginning of the segment and go, I don't want anything. And then Nate starts talking and I go, I kind of want that. So Nate, what are you convincing me to buy this week? Oh, I don't think I'm going to convince you much this week. It's going to be my rare off week. Um, so for me, mostly I'm looking at things that I started in Game Pass uh, and then just they've gone away. So Bomber Crew uh, for four dollars and fifty cents down from fifteen. Uh, I thought it was okay, but I, it didn't pull me in. But um, I definitely would like to put a little more time into it, so I'll probably pick that up for four fifty. Um, Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Um, that was probably the first Dark Souls ish game I have ever played. Um, and it wasn't horrible. So I think I might go back and get it. It's 854. 
uh, down from 19. So the standard $19 price tag. Um, <laughs> and there were some other things, but uh, I think those are the ones that stuck out the most. There's something I saw that I really want to dig into more, and it's called Driven Out. Okay. Now, yeah. Uh, this no. was added in 2019. So this was an October 2019 release. It's called, it's a beat 'em up and it looks very old stylish. It's kind of reminding me of like a Karatika or Prince of oh, Persia. The wow. problem, the problem with the screenshots is that while they have eight screenshots, there's only two different ones. Um, so I don't know what that's all about. Maybe one's the uh, Japanese version. I'm not sure. Um, so I want to look into that a little bit more. It is $7.50 down from 15 Um, so for an unknown, I don't know. Um, but I am looking at it. It, it looks like it might have really cool animation. And, uh, so I'm, I'm going to have to research that one. It's interesting. The game's been tracked by remarkably small number of people. This is going to be mm-hmm. your trivia segment, unless you just looked at it. Nate, then Epstein, but I'm close my eyes. How many people have tracked? What's what's your guesses for how many people have tracked Driven Out? Okay, so this is an October 2019 release, and it's something probably only I would buy. So let's just say 20. All right, L. Um, 69. And Devin, a dollar. All right. <laughs> well, uh, the answer is 47. So you're all remarkably uh, close. Yes. It It is, um, yeah, it's not tracked by a whole lot of people. But what's interesting is the list looks like everything is a story-based achievement. So everything's unmissable. And the achievements are just for beating the different bosses. Now, I don't know how hard these bosses are because the game has a 4,000 TA ratio. But that's two completions among 47 people who tracked and frankly the only tracked gamer that's a friend of mine on ta is bills who basically bean dives everything he gets and if he can't make a video in the short term generally doesn't stick with it because that's his deal that's what he does so i'm curious if the game is as difficult as it seems or if it's like a gameplay thing because the rating on ta is only like a 1.6 and even when ta raiders are being tough they usually give a game like a two so I'm really wondering if the game's fundamentally broken in some way that it's been received this way. You should probably do know. a little what, more research. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to make all those 47 people become driven away? Oh, driven out. Driven out. Oh, yeah, you missed oh, it. Driven out. You no, missed it. I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. But you know what? Who needs to buy games when you have Game Pass? So, Devin, you want to tell us what's coming to Game Pass in the coming days? For sure. Uh, Here soon in the PC um, neck of the woods and on the console uh, on May the 14th, uh, which is 10 days after Star Wars Day. Uh, And after this uh, is Final Fantasy IX, uh, which is a game that I never played because I didn't play Final Fantasy games for the PlayStation. But I hear good things if that's what you're into. Uh, it's a turn-based, uh, I mean, if you don't know what Final Fantasy is, I'm sorry. The next one for PC is uh, a small little uh, nothing game that nobody ever heard of called Halo 2. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's ever actually <laughs> played that. It seems like a small little thing there, but uh, that's on the Halo CE. Uh, there, you can play that. 
uh, for both of you that like Halo, mm-hmm. you know, Halo 2. I don't know. And then uh, one everyone's heard of, Endless Legend, which is a 4X game. Uh, so if you are into exploring, expanding, uh, exploiting, and exterminating, nailed it. Oh, that. that's what 4X is. I'm looking at that note. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I put that there. I'm sure I didn't put it there. What the? Oh, okay. Uh, and then for consoles, at some point this month, we'll get Fractured Minds, which was a very easy completion and a very interesting little game, an independent game made by one person. Uh, and I, I'd actually recommend it. I used a guide because I use a guide for everything. Um, but yeah, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. And then they recently Because your mind added- is fractured. Because <laughs> I don't, I just play for the achievements and not for the fun of the game. Was uh, it then, puzzly? What do you need a no, guide for? It's it's, it's kind of uh, it's a walking kind of thing. Uh, to uh, tell you, you where around. to do, where to go, and what yeah, to do. where okay. to walk, and because yeah. it's it gets a little trippy. Um, and then also uh, for console, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, so you can be a cowboy, uh, baby, with the <laughs> top light back and the sunshine shining, and Daisy. Uh, are also added for the console. And with that, Kid Rock, we, we the podcast has reached a new <laughs> low. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, you know what, what's great? It, you know, look, yes, it was a Kid Rock reference, but there have been all sorts of references today, and the less we bring it up, the less people will notice. So, L, talk to us about Games with Gold games. Well... Knights of Pen and Paper and Sensible World of Soccer will be leaving on May 15th. So hurry up and get those quickly. Because before you know it, Warhammer Inquisitor and Overlord De will be live. Is anyone planning to actually play Warhammer Inquisitor or Overlord 2? Um, I don't know enough about Inquisitor. But Overlord 2, I might give a, a quick glance. I, I'm interested. Definitely um, interested. I don't know where they fall on the uh, queue, but uh, <laughs> I'll definitely grab them, and I will consider playing them for sure. Add them to the pile. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Add them to the pile that waiting um, to go on the pile. Are the Warhammer games all similar, or are they like Sacred, where it's all different type of things? Because I've actually no. been playing uh, Warhammer 40,000 Kill Team, uh, which is a two-player it's funny. I don't so, think I've ever heard anyone call it Warhammer Forty Thousand. Like I no, always just hear Warhammer Forty K. So it's it's really well, funny that you. So, sorry, so, Forty Thousand no. colon. No. Inquisitor so, dash martyr. It, oh wait. It's it's actually kind of interesting because uh, the people who have the Warhammer license, which I believe is Games Workshop, pretty much just licensed it out to literally anybody that had an idea. So no, they're not alike at all. So that Kill Team game okay. is a. Uh, that's a dual stick shooter. Yeah. They also had uh, Space Marine, which was a third mm-hmm. person action game that was released simultaneously with that. But you also have like regular Warhammer, which is more like regular fantasy. Uh, and that had Vermintide, which is like a Left 4 Dead game. Um, Vermintide 1 and 2. They And they run the gamut in quality and uh, in game types. So it's just a license that just gets licensed out to everybody. All right, that's what I thought. Well, well you know, we all need cool another. 80, we all need another eighty to one hundred hour game in our lives. Of course, of course. I mean, I know it's leaving game uh, games with gold, but we've already redeemed Sensible World of Soccer, which is uh, that's two hundred gamer score game. Is that mm-hmm. so? I mean, that works for 
P-Tart's uh, challenge that she made issued to five teams of people, which leads neatly into our challenges. We still have some contests going on. And even though I thought you were with the panel because you were integrated so seamlessly when you spoke <laughs> about the Gamertag Challenge last night, you have the floor to do it live this week. So talk to us a little bit about the Gamertag Challenge again. Do it live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's May. Um that's true. Uh, it's Chewy on Ice is the Gamer Tag <laughs> Challenge. Um, and the chosen game is anything that has Star Wars in the title. So is that Lego Star Wars? Yes. Is that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. Is that Star Balls? No. Uh, and the the bonus bonus, we're going to be collecting arms. Um, Chewy loves to rip off arms. And so he is asking you to do that as well. This challenge means you are looking for achievements with the letters ARM or ARMS in sequence within a word or by itself. No spaces between the letters um, have to be contained within a word. If you get a single arm, that's worth one point. If you get an ARMS, that's worth two points. Uh, and Chewy changed the rules because he had a little drinky drinky. And um, <laughs> it used to be that you could get a max of two points per game. But I like I like Drunk Chewy um, when he says that you can only get one achievement per game. So be strategic with how many arms you're going to pluck. Um, are you going to go for the ARMS in a game that has ARM? Uh, because it's two points, but maybe it's farther in versus one. Uh, so we are going to limit it to one achievement per game. Uh, and it's up to you whether you're getting one arm or two. So it's whichever one you unlock mm-hmm. first. Counts. No, it's whichever it's whichever it's one four. you put on the sheet. Okay. So if if you have to pluck an arm to get the two arms, you just tell us about the two. Okay. So don't bother putting the one arm on the list. That doesn't exactly. Matter. Got it. And I will update the sheet after uh, tonight. So by the time you hear this, it will be as if the original rules never existed. <laughs> what original rules? And isn't there also a uh, bonus for the person with the most arms? Oh, yes. I was that's told. Right. Yes. yes, yes. So Chewy is putting that. up $10 uh, or equivalent in your neck of the woods um, to the person who scores the most arms. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care if you spell his gamer tag or not. Uh, now, our bonus draw will depend on whether or not you've completed the gamer tag. But for his $10 uh, challenge, uh, it doesn't matter. So even if you're not going to be able to get all of Chewy on Ice done, you can still pluck arms and maybe get a $10 reward. And, and this Go out is, there and be well-armed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, just to be clear, though, in this case, if you get a game that has an achievement with arm and arms, you get credit for all of that? Or does it still have the one game, one achievement per game restriction? For him, he's doing the one per. Okay. All right. Excellent. And we have a couple other contests we're going to mention super briefly. Uh, G-Test 2020 rages on. And uh, this week we had no casualties. So congratulations to all of the community members who are still ruining their lives by putting up 10,000 TAD a week to stay in the individual. We're all rooting you on. It's awesome to see so many of you in there. The Discord is the place to be on Monday mornings as the rollover happens. So uh, congratulations to all of you once again. It's honestly very impressive what you've managed to do with the year. And also we have TA Hangman. Not going to go into detail here. Just want to give everyone a reminder. The contest was originally scheduled to end uh, some time ago, but it was extended until May 21st. You can get new uh, new phrases. I believe only your first phrase is the phrase that you use for your challenge badge. So if you fail later phrases, it does not matter. You'll still have earned that. So it's a good way to pass the time and come up with some games to play. 
So finally, we've entered the final portion of the show. It's time for... Proclamation Point. Just keep in mind as we get into Proclamation Point that if you would like your tag and your achievements to be read during Proclamation Point, you have to friend our AH101 pound 4639 profile on TA. If you need help with that, just feel free to ask in the Discord. We will lead you in the right direction. With that, Proclamation Point, take it away, Devin. Oh boy, Retro Chief 1969 has reached a new milestone of 150 completed games. Freaky RO has reached a new milestone as well of 150 completed games. Let's move on to the completion percentages. Oh, sorry, I, I just I just ooped myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's even color-coded. It's even color-coded. Color-coded. Uh, what the fuck has reached a new milestone of 68%. Uh, Michelle, great job. You did 74%. You're Thank so you. close to that goal. I'm very close. Uh, Toad Style Venom has reached a new milestone of 76%. Insofar as streaks, we have a whole bunch of 10-day streakers earning points in Skeptical Mario's Streak King contest. These would be Carpe Adam 79, Doughboy, J Black, Chewy on Ice, Dunkos, and Skeptical Mario himself. In addition to that... Philip Wendell has hit a 50-day streak, and Death Dealers has hit a very impressive 650-day streak. In terms of ratio, we have two people to celebrate who both hit a ratio of 1.8, and they would be Freaky RO, Bot UK. In Achievements 1, we have Chesno with 4,500, Mikhail KV with 7,000 achievements. I just made you Russian, I'm sorry. Freaky RO, <laughs> 11,000 achievements. Rocker Dude 512 with 12,000 achievements. High Road V2 also with 12,000. Someone's cheating. And Kush Moose <laughs> with a 15.5. Oh, congratulations. Uh, have, thank you. We have Waka Pale with 25,000. And Matism with 25,500. In TA score, skipping gamer score completely, we have Dark Lord Davis <laughs> with 350,000 TA. High Road V2 with 750,000. Vulgar Latin with 850,000. Yeah. Nice. Not to be outdone, but outdone by Big L, <laughs> 950,000. TA. I'll catch him. And Waka with the 1 <laughs> mil first. <laughs> Sorry, I spoke over Waka's milestone, but uh, you guys need to challenge for a million first. Definitely really did. not sleep. Oh. <laughs> he already, he sent me a challenge. Send me oh. one of those uh, take over my TA score thingies. <laughs> like and I'm sure the some podcast? night while I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get you. When I'm sleeping, he's going to probably get 110. <laughs> like 101,000 while I'm sleeping tonight. Don't oh. tempt me, Frodo. Oh, yes. It will be done. <laughs> God, Lord of the Rings is so bad. Vulgar Latin, who is also bad, is in the top thousand of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Damn. Nice. You notice he's got more Gamer Score than me and 100,000 less TA, just just so you know. Well, the Gamer Score <clears throat> matters, so let's, let's move on there. So st- <laughs> just how good are you, Vulgar? Just how good are you? Chesno is now in the top 5,000 of the England TA leaderboard for Xbox Live Arcade. Good man. Love me some Xbox Live Arcade. Hat90 is in the top 5,000 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard and the top 10,000 of the Europe TA leaderboard. Thank you for that comma, even though I ain't got it. <laughs> Ahizo is in the top 5,000 of the USA TA leaderboard for Arpages. High Road V2 is in the top five of the Colorado TA leaderboard for racing. 
<laughs> Big L is definitely in the top one of the New York games played leaderboard for beat em up. Although, really, I'm number 20, and I'm pretty sure Carnage is number one, and he's got more than double the games I have played. Darn you, Carnage. And ye old Casper Fufu Cuddly Poof is now second in the Maryland Gamer Score leaderboard for Tower Defense, which is definitely spelled wrong. It should not have a C, it should have an S. No, it's for taking down fences. Oh. You defense it. You're right. I was wrong. Mint Realby has been on TA for eight years, and Death Dealers, who I. Oh, I think I forgot to wish her happy birthday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> darn it. Um, no, her birthday was on May 6th. And I may have congratulated her several times on many different platforms and different time zones. Because <laughs> that's how I roll. Definitely happy birthday. Hope it was a good one. And with that, that's show number 94. Well, it's level 94. I guess we had some extra shows, but technicalities. Thanks, as always, everyone, for tuning in. You can find us at all of our typical locations you'd find us at on Twitter, Mixer, Discord. You can join us on Patreon as well. Discord is definitely the most important and easiest way to get in touch with any of us. Discord.io slash AH101. And with that, class is dismissed. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. I'm Wakapale and a sucker for completing HyperDot legitimately. HyperDot is a twin-stick shooter where you can't shoot. Imagine pacifist mode in Geometry Wars and you'll have a pretty good idea how it works. It's a recent addition to Game Pass, currently worth 1000 game score and 3900 TA and can be completed in around 6 hours, which is pretty decent to achieve difference. However, a glitch was recently discovered which makes the completion possible in around 2 hours. Hyperdot is a Play Anywhere title, and moving between Xbox and PC has some sync issues causing achievements to spontaneously unlock without meeting the requirements. The more actual progress you have, the more achievements tend to unlock. The forums on TA suggests beating the first 50 levels and then switch platforms back and forth for the achievements to unlock. There are still a few achievements which won't unlock like this, but the most difficult and time-consuming ones are. Back to GTOSK. I'll need more than 10,000 tads to reach the semi-finals next week. Have a nice day everyone.